we've had the most horrendous um, thunder and lightning storm mm. in yeah, the last hour or so. Yeah, we had that, and we had one yesterday as well. Did you have one yesterday? No, no. We was, were in the pub. <laughs> it was um, really, it was really bad yesterday, but um, uh, it's not. It was <clears throat> brief um, today, but I think it's probably the the fairies who are angry that, that we're, was, we're about to. Um, so that was really weird that it rained at exactly 12 o'clock on my way home mm-hmm. and then stopped instantly. So that, that was the time we was meant to be on there, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, they're the fairy tears. Maybe just to keep, keep people away. Yeah. Right, should we go? And, have you got your drink? Yeah. Okay, right. I'm, I'm s- looking forward to it, actually. I'm gonna, I might open it live on air. Okay. Well, let's do it then. Let's go into it. Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This it's is Dark Dorset, a podcast of weird horses. Welcome to episode two of Dark Darcy. I'm Ross in Dorchester. I'm David in Wareham. And, um, and it is dark. It, dark yeah, well, it's one of those things when you do do a podcast, make so I do another podcast as well. Um little plug here, General Witchfinders, go and look at that. But we always record around about this time. And it, it, to me, it's one of those things where I I, I kind of notice the seasons going by when it's like, okay, this is a thing I do at nine o'clock on a regular basis and sometimes it's really hot and the windows are open and you can hear people outside yeah. other times it's you know pitch black and everyone's just fucked off indoors um anyway uh and in this episode of dark darset we are going to be looking at or listening to the singing barrows so um one bit of our criticism we had from our first episode david is that we didn't explain what a wood rose was until about oh. halfway through the episode so people um Someone was listening to it and not realising. I I really hate podcasts that have too much waffle up front and don't right. get to the point. Okay. So, so did you class this as yeah. waffle banter, David? Um. <laughs> well, just wait until you hear it uh, back. Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah. Yeah. It's pointless bants is waffle. Oh dear. So just get straight to the facts. Just read out my, my, yeah. my, um, yeah. let's start again. Yeah. <laughs> I would just go through my um, bullet points and then we just sign off. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's um it's interesting to know what the bumps are and where they are. Yes, and then the folklore attached to them because okay. I I find half of it interesting. Okay, so the bu- <laughs> so the singing barrows um, are referring to Binkham bumps. So we became aware of this um, from getting a, a book called the. Uh, so how would you pronounce? Is it Hellebore or Hellbore? Um, I pronounce it hellebore, I think, but I think that's also a, f- a plant, isn't it? A flower. Hmm, I'm not sure. So the hellebore guides are cult Britain. So hellebore do a really good, um, like almost like a zine, quarterly type uh, magazine about this kind of stuff you listen to. So uh, definitely go uh, and, and check them out and, and order those. But they, they've also done a really good book, which is a, gu- uh, a guide to weird and wonderful things. Um, I bought one for myself and I thought uh, David might like that. So I got that for his... Uh, Almost let on how old you were then, David. So um, for his a uh, recent um, significant birthday. Um, oh, 
Do I hear a, a local Cheers. beverage being um, popped open? Well, while you were talking, yeah, got to keep myself interested. What during the, uh, the yeah, waffle. it's we can fight this forward. <laughs> so um, yeah, they claimed that there is um, some uh, barrows um, near near where we live. That if you put your ear to the ground um, at midday, uh, that you can hear the otherworldly music of fairies. So we did a bit of research um, and we found that the specific barrows um, or burial grounds, uh, burial mounds um, they were talking about was um, six uh, barrows uh, locally known as the Binkham Bumps, which is uh, uh, within or probably about 15 minutes of my house, which I, but I've never actually been up there previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're right on the top of Binkham Hill, which is one of the highest points. Um for a long, good distance around. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, you can't see them from the Dorset direction, can you? You can see them from Weymouth. Yes. And the way I approached. Um, and, and I think that the, the archaeological kind of uh, bods think that they were burial grounds for the people or the tribes in the Weymouth area, yeah, yeah. Dorchester area. That makes sense. Because they can be seen from that angle. Yeah, because we were talking about that. Uh, we think a lot of the reasons... So. I'm, I'm assuming people know what a burial mound is, um, but we do have some listeners who are in other countries and might not Doing have Doing that these. with your hands will help them know it. Yes, it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, we, from, look, from what I've been looking at, I um, believe that these particular bumps or mounds of earth um, are, uh, are round barrows. Um, so, yes. another name for barrow is a tumulus, not a, not a cumulus, which I called it on a, vid- on a video, which um, <laughs> you can look on YouTube. But a tumulus, which is um, a mound of earth and stones piled over a bronzed age grave. Um, so we how big? So we was trying to estimate how big they were. We say roughly about a hundred meters circumference, or something like that. Yeah, uh, about a hundred meters circumference, and um, maybe a twenty meter diameter. Yeah, and we how tall? And about four, five, six meters tall. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we 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 know that all of the pretty much everything around here has been dug up at some point or the other. I was quite interested when we climbed up them to see that they actually were there was a hole in the middle of them, wasn't there? It was always mm. like they'd been dug out, um, which like, def- like a Yorkshire pudding that's risen in the oven and then sunk down in the yes. middle of it. It's always disappointing when they look so good <laughs> when you look at them through the oven uh, oven door, don't you? Um, yeah, so that's what they, they are. Um, but there's these six ones are known as the Binkham Bumps, which can be seen, as David said, from the Weymouth, pretty much anywhere in the sort of like the Weymouth Bay area. You can, up on the top of the hill, you can see this and they um, people think that it was a significant place to bury important people. So anyone who lived in that area in those times could then look up and they would have been surrounded by their ancestors. And there's, there seems to be... The more you become aware of them, there's loads of these mm. burial grounds, particularly around where um, I live here in um, Dorchester. Um, and we've got there's like, an ancient highway, isn't there, that goes or track that goes along the the top of the ridge there, the south south down South Dorset Way. Yeah, something like that. Um, it, yeah. And I think that that links a lot of them together, but it's probably because they're on the high ground. Yes, these 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 burial sites. Um, I read that they found. Uh, some extra burials when they were making the link road. Oh, okay. For, yes. the, for the London Olympics, they made a road, didn't they, straight to Weymouth. And, yeah. And, um, they excavated, they found um, something to do with the Victorian train line as well. Yeah. But then also, um, they found some crouch burials. So back in the Neolithic time, when they were making these bumps, 
they would bury the bodies in a kind of crouched position. Oh, okay. Um, I wonder back why in not. the day, they wouldn't have been, when we went up the hill, they were um, turfed and grassy, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and I think back in the day, they would have been more chalk because mm-hmm. they're on the chalk, so they would have been kind of bright and white. Oh, okay. um, and they think that the Romans came along and, and, and found these burial um, mounds and thought, what great positions, and they started using them as well. Okay. So the, there are some Roman finds in some of them, as well as the, the much earlier Neolithic stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, something like someone told me, because there's quite a few around that, I mean, we've got the trees on them, and apparently Victorians used to plant trees on them to, to kind of like, almost like cover up the kind of paganness of them all, just to try, <laughs> um, which is a shame, um, because I, I think they do look impressive. We, so the story is, related to fairies which we'll come on to in a moment but david and i when we went up there we said you know the most we said i wonder who's buried here this feels a much more interesting sort of story than fairies because there were real people anyway we've jumped ahead so that's what we're investigating today but before we go any further we should talk about what drinks we're drinking while we're um we're doing this episode of yeah uh, what have you got today david for your well i've i and i'm really enjoying it I've got an Eight Arch Brewing Company, ah, yes. which are just down the road from us uh, in Wimborne. And um, I've got Ancients of Mumu. Oh, nice. Uh, yes, nice. KLF being one of my favourite ever bands. Um, it's Raspberry Ripple Ice Cream Pale Ale. Ooh. And it's going down rather nicely. Lovely. It does taste raspberry ripplish, but not not too weird. Nice. What percentage is that, David? Four point eight. Four or four point eight for David. So I didn't go Dorset this time. I've got some Dorset in the fridge, but they are from um, uh, the same brewery as we um, I spit last week. So I thought I'd mix up a bit. And this is from a recent holiday. I went uh, went to Dartmouth and I picked up a Devon um, beer. So uh, apologies to all the Dorset people who are booing. But we got, um, so this is Bluebeer's Revenge from the Hunter's Brewery in Devon. Nice. Um, and it's a collaboration between um, the brewery and apparently um, Bluebeer's, uh, Bluebeards, who are some kind of shaving and grooming brand. Um, <laughs> uh, and I got to say that uh, this is a, what is this? A, a pale ale. Um, what percentage is it? Uh which is uh, 5.1. I'm not enjoying it very much, David. It's not, uh, it's a bit too, um, it's a bit too grown up for me. It's a bit too like, <laughs> I need something I think, which has got like vanilla yeah. tones. Mine, in the it. mine is lovely. It's not too sweet. And mm. it's just right for a hangover. Oh, you're still hungover. Fucking hell. Stays. It's a new one. Oh, it's a new one. Okay. <laughs> right. So back to Binkham. So yeah, back to the bumps. So I found it fascinating from um, a historical point of view and just the immense sense of history. Mm. Um, I also found it quite interesting when we did the site visit. We we kind of crept up on them, didn't we? Mm. We were we didn't see them until we were we were right on top 50 of the meters right yeah. on top of the hill, which is um, pretty pretty bizarre because we were we were prepared to be disappointed not having seen anything, and yes. then it was it was pretty astounding with the three sixty view we had. Um, yeah, I'm I'm digging the archaeological kind of aspect of it, but the fairy thing can fuck off. 
<laughs> there we there we lose half of the literature. It's like like a wood rose in the forest that you can, you know, there's half a chance that it might be there. There's oh. a little bit in the back of your head that says there could be an ancient man animal thing living in these woods because you need you need Dorchester after all, so it's possibly <laughs> true. But singing fairies he's not, that he's not, live in a bump on the top of the hill that that's not your body. There's there's no no part of me that takes that seriously. That's a shame. Well, I could say neither do I, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm David was meant to be the um, the mouldus of my scully, um, mm. um, but yeah, fairies are not a uh, a particular area of interest of mine. Um, apologies for all the people who have tuned in for the fairy content, um, but um, it, I still, but uh, as with all things, um, I do. I am interested in what other people believe and and uh, why they they believe these sort of things. And we we was talking about that. Where has this come from? There was a lot of discussion between what's the difference between a pixie and a, and a fairy. And I have I have done some research on that, David. Um, Excellent. Uh, so I went, I went to a website I found called um, Viva Differences, which gives uh, ten major differences on a range of different topics. Does it have waffle and banter? Oh, I could probably look that up. Yeah, it's a ten differences between baking soda and baking powder. You'd, you'd think, why would there be ten different? Yeah, yeah, between electronic, between elect, electric and digital signatures. Anyway, but the um, but basically, they are saying this. And again, apologies to any fairy um experts because this all might be wrong. But what they say um is that pixies have coloured skin and hair with butterfly wings. Whereas fairies are just miniature human beings with large wings on their back, so that, <laughs> that question, that, that, just just miniature people with wings on their back, it, it's still an, that's still an incredible aspect. Um, another aspect they're saying this is one of the differences they put in there is that pixies are mostly found in Celtic folklore, whereas fairies are commonly found in Celtic folklore. Which that is, those are not differences; those are um, exactly the same. So. Um, I, I'd be missold by 10 differences. Um, pixies are often described as smaller than fairies and have pointed ears, whereas fairies are described as human in appearance and have a pair of wings. Um, but one of the things they would just say uh, is that pixies are said to have magical powers such as bestowing wealth, kindness, and intelligence, whereas fairies are known, um, fairies are known to have powers to change the cu- curious aspects of nature. But they, on here, they said that pixies are, are bad and, and fairies are good, basically. But, yeah, but they don't use their powers for bad, do no. they? Well, whereas the all the stories powers. I've ever heard of fairies is of them taking children away and and like swapping children for fairies and, and all that kind of stuff. And and one of the stories um, I I've saw, so there's done uh, a bit of research. I saw this. Uh, I'll put a link to this on on our um, on the on the show notes for this. There's a, a local storyteller, Dorset-based storyteller, who, um, called Martin Molesby. And yeah. he did a nice story on YouTube about a man who um, went up to dig the fairy gold up from one of the bumps. And he ended up becoming bewitched by the fairies, tied up and tortured. Um, um, but luckily, he used one of the methods, which I um, postponed onto David when we went up there, of putting a pin in his pocket. Because fairies and um, detest iron so i gave david a little pin which is one of the reasons i believe we didn't actually come across any fairies or hear any fairy music um but yeah so so already i 
it's still unclear to me the difference between pixies and fairies. So if anyone wants yeah. to write in darkdarts at gmail.com, um, email us in difference between pixies and fairies. These, these fairies live in the bump. And at midday and midnight, you can hear them singing if you put your ear to the ground. Yeah. That's, that's the folklore we went up to um, see if we could, we could hear. Uh, do you know why they sing at those times? Nope. No? No, um, not is it is it specific days like midsummer or uh, Halloween? Or is not it, that is I it saw. Every day? Like I said, this is one of the ones where I was, after I suggested to do it, uh, doing it, there was minimal information, and I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be hard to get a whole episode out of. Um, <laughs> but no, I, there's no, I can't, I don't know why or um, when or how this is meant to be produced, but um, that is just a story of, apparently of these bumps. Oh. But it's interesting. And do we know? Do we know? Sorry, do we know how, when the fairies moved in, or is that is is that um, a kind of story to tell kids to scare them off playing on the ancestral graves? Maybe the, it, it changed the fairies over time. Maybe it was the ancestors of uh, the people who were buried in the bumps, which you, you're meant to be able to hear, or the spirits up there, which are meant to be like a warning: not don't go digging up there because you're going to disturb them. Um, which reminds me of a brilliant. Um, uh, M.R. Jane's uh, ghost story for Christmas called uh, Warning to the Curious, which um, we reviewed on Jim and Witchfinders, uh, another, another plug for the other podcast, um, but about do not dig around where any um, treasure is because you're going to get cursed and it's going to, uh, and it all, go, it all turn all turn to shit. Um, but yeah, maybe that is the case. I guess it's a bit like um, uh, go to sleep and don't stay up because Father Christmas won't pay you a visit if you're still awake. Exactly, yeah. Just scare them with supernatural shit. <laughs> yeah. So that, at times we, um, uh, when we did our site visit, we climbed each of the six barrows in turn. We uh, listened with our ears to the ground on each barrow. Yep. Uh, did you hear anything, Ross? Because I heard nothing. It was more disappointing than lifting a seashell to my ear. Yeah, I heard nothing at all. Um, also, we tried to whistle up the fairies. Apparently, if you whistle... Um, transcendental whistling, which I tried, whistled to the fairies and they meant to whistle back. Again, didn't work. Well, you say it didn't work, but every time you whistled, we did hear sirens yes. in the distance. Yeah, so we were saying you could interpret that if you were gullible and desperate. really desperate. Yeah. So, But then maybe we didn't hear them because we had the pins. Exactly. And we went at 11 o'clock rather than midday because um, we, had, we had stuff to do. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it wasn't a. Um, no, you've got to cut that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pretend we went there at twelve. Okay, yeah, we definitely went there at midday, 12. nearly midday. But one of the things, but like I was saying to David, that one of the things I came across here is that if you do hear fairy music, you're supposedly not to be able to remember that you've heard it or be able to save what the music was. So there is a chance that we did hear fairy music, and we we have forgotten it. Um, and that reminded me of the best song ever by um, One Direction because that's a, another song which um, the boys from One Direction heard and they couldn't remember how it went. As with um, uh, Tribute by Tenacious D, uh, it's another song which um, they heard the devil playing and they couldn't, they couldn't remember how it went afterwards, but it wasn't. And the peculiar thing is this, my friends. The song we sang on that fateful night, it didn't actually sound anything like this song. This is just a tribute. You've got to believe. And I wish 
So we may have had a fair music after all. It, it strikes me that everything's stacked in their favour. Exactly. As with most supernatural phenomenon, you know, <laughs> if you don't see it or experience it, it's your fault. Not the fact gotcha. that you did it didn't exist. Okay, I'm going to give you some facts. I'm going to yes. give you some facts. Um, another name for a tumulus is a Kurgan, which is the name of the baddie in Highlander. Were you aware of that? Nice. That's a nice. good, that's I a good fact. I was aware of that. Uh, so we know that um, iron uh, in the form of a pin is another way of getting fairies away from you. Um, there was quite an extensive list I found, but here are my favourite ones. Turn your clothes inside out. Um, even pulling your pocket inside will do because it confuses <laughs> fairies. <laughs> this is fucking shit. <laughs> so we should have we should have done that. Can um, you imagine us walking through the countryside with our with our jeans pockets pulled out? Yeah, and pins in us, whistling for the, the fairies. They came across us. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe just wearing your clothes inside out is a similar way to that. When I shave my beard off, every, everyone I work with and live with seem to get confused a little while. Like there's something different about me, but they don't realise what it is. That could be that case. Uh, another yeah. thing is to wear a, a whole stone, so a na- naturally a hole with a naturally occurring hole in it. Wearing that is a, a way to um, fend off uh, fairies. Oh, I've got lots of those. Yeah. Again, another reason why we didn't see them, David. You know, you didn't just, have them with me. It's just protected. Um, but I came across that reason. I, I started reading um, Neil Gaiman's Cor- Coraline to my youngest daughter, and that, and that's one of the gifts she's given to sort of, sort of ward off like the right. the, the um, supernatural stuff. Um, but got to say that I read two chapters to um, Talis, who was seven, and then she got very very upset about the idea of. A duplicate of her mum with black button eyes. Um, <laughs> to, and I've been told by my wife I'm not allowed to read it to her anymore. Um, this sounds quite dangerous. Uh, hanging open scissors uh, over the top of your baby's cot stops the baby being taken and replaced by a, a fairy changeling. Um, oh my. But I always... That's to witchcraft. Think, yeah. But it doesn't make you think like if a health visitor saw you doing that, you'd probably get your baby taken away by the health visitor rather than a fairy. I think if you just owned up to the health visitor, they'd do fairies, you'd be in trouble. Exactly. Um, and lastly, don't eat any food which is offered to you. Because if, if you do that, you're obliged to give them something in return and therefore under their power. Um, there you go. And I put that on something which mothers have been aware, aware of for centuries. Uh, <laughs> by feeding you, they, you're obligated forever. Good fact. Good um, doing my research, I found this artist called Tessa Farmer. Maybe if you Google it, because if you look up Tessa Farmer, uh, Fairy Mounds of Binkham. So this is a, a an artist I found who did an installation um, of what the what could be in the Fairy Mounds of Binkham. And it's a mixture of taxidermy um, and uh, like dirt and and, and it's, it's it's great. I love it. It's my favourite depiction of fairies. It looks like she's made them out of like flying ants and stuff. Can you have you yeah, managed to find cool. it? Yeah. So one of the things I dislike about fairies or find like totally unengaging is the way they're all so colourful and twee and smiley and happy and you know it's like all aliens are cat like. It's it's rubbish. But these are great. Yeah. These are quite kind of gritty and real, aren't they? Yeah. And, and believable. So they almost look like insects, don't they? But I think they yeah, are they made out of insects. So um, beautiful. Very clever. Yeah. So I recommend checking her out. Um, I, it doesn't look like she's done much recently. Um, 
Because this, I think this is a, a few years ago and it's like the main thing on our website. Maybe the fairies have taken over. Maybe, yeah. But she's the great-granddaughter <laughs> of the influential writer of supernatural horror, Arthur Markin, Makin, M-A-C-H-E-N, Macken, who's also well-known for The Bowman, a short, a short story which was widely read as fact, creating the legend of the Angels of Mons. Have you ever heard of the Angels of Mons? No, no, tell so, me about them. So they, um, I think the Battle of Mons was a battle in um, the First World War. Um, yeah. And there was lots of, well, I thought was true. Uh, well, not true. I thought it was it was an actual reported thing where yes. soldiers believed that they saw angels over the top of the battle. And I believe that, uh, well, I always believed that it was angels. It was people from both sides saw something. So therefore, it, it was kind of like implied that, well, there was something which was seen. Yes. You know, so there was some kind of phenomena, phenomena there. Um, which was interpreted as angels. And it was always like a mystery of what it was, but it was believed that there was angels who were um, either fighting alongside the soldiers or, or something. However, yeah, yeah. after reading this, it turns out that the whole thing was actually a story which people then read as fact, which was written yeah. by the grandfather of this artist, yeah. which was interesting. Um, but I think there's a, it just goes to show, there's weird and spooky stuff just going through everyone's families and stuff. I Yeah. Yeah, I think it also kind of, if we totally made up a podcast, a subject matter, and it was that successful that it weaved its way into things that your kids talk about at school and onwards mm-hmm. and upwards, we could, uh, yeah, cool. we could create a new beast. Yes. So, well, everything is just adding onto the folklore, isn't that? So we could just make up another another thing which would stop you getting... Um, That's what traditions are, aren't they? They're alive. They keep changing. Yeah. They well, keep evolving well that's like i was saying when we was coming back down for the bumps someone came up with that with the phrase Bud- budgie smuggler <laughs> and that took off what you know why oh. did the euphemism budgie smugglers for for wearing very tight speedos take off and then become so while we're on the subject for us i'll mention that you really needed a wee <laughs> and you said as soon as i get my pecker out someone will appear and you nip behind the hedge had a wee and you were absolutely right. The only people we saw all day then appeared walking towards us on the path. Like they they could smell it or they were drawn to it or they were fairies. That's like we said, they could have been um, modern day fairies wearing, um, you know, cycling shorts and uh, yeah. crocs. And luckily they didn't recognise us with our pins and our clothes inside out and our jean pockets hanging out. Exactly, yeah. Like and, elephants. And our, and our whole, holy stones on strings around our neck. <laughs> So, do you think we saw the fairies or not? Did we hear the fairies or not? Because even if we heard them, we won't remember. So, I'm saying we didn't. Well, I think you're hoping that you did. I think in I can tell by your face, Ross. No, I I was thinking this is a philosophical question, isn't it? So, it's the same (laughs) as like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did uh, did it make a noise? Did the woodwows push it? You know, if they're singing out there now and we're not there, are they singing? They're not singing yet because it's not midnight. No. So, you know, I think it's about perception, isn't it? Us perceiving something means it exists. The fact if we can't yeah. remember it, I don't know, man. I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, maybe. I've, maybe. Mm. Do you want fairies to exist? No, no. no. It's, 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 I, 
let's get this one out of the way and we can like ghosts and murders and conspiracies that's what we're moving on to therefore the singing barrows of Weymouth case closed case closed it's not natural (laughs) there we go well it is natural (laughs) it's literally natural it's it's, all too natural there's nothing going on nothing going on okay well that wraps up this episode of Dark (laughs) Chasset we hope that um, you don't get uh, taken by fairies you or your children are not abducted by fairies please do not hang sharp implements above your sleeping children (laughs) until next time happy day Cheerio. Is that what you said? You said stay weird last time, David. Come on. Did I? Yeah. Stay weird. I wouldn't say stay weird. What did you say then? I'd say it's not natural. There we go. (laughs) Until next time, David says. (laughs) It's not natural. If you know of any weirdness you'd like to share with David and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarsa at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at Dark Darcy. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Stay I like just the sensation of having noise counselling on. So sometimes I would just sit with not having anything. Even yeah. in a quiet environment, I would just have them on with that on, just to have that sort of like feeling. Yeah, I would like to like have a soundproof booth just to sit in when I'm working because that's like <laughs> I like that kind of you know when your your ears feel like they're being got pressure on them from not having any sound. I, I, this yeah. is one of the, these. It's one of these moments where I realise this is not a shared experience with the other person. You can just see them. I like don't that. think so. No. no. Therefore, case closed. <laughs> Dark Darcy closed the case on um the. I can't remember what it's called. I will edit this. It's so really good. All right, the, case the closed. Singing, the singing, singing. barrows of Weymouth. Case closed. Case closed. That was fun. This beer is really nice. Don't rub it in. Mine's shit. It's got a really cool funky label. Yeah. I I do like um, the look of their stuff.